Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. Hey everyone, thanks for joining in in the middle of the week for our Wednesday online. If you're watching on Facebook, we invite you to like and share just to get the video out to more people. If you're checking this out on YouTube, we invite you to hit that subscribe button to help us get that specific URL. We would appreciate your help with that. Tonight we are wrapping up chapter one of Galatians. We've been walking through this first chapter for a while now. Took a break over the holidays. Now within the new year, we want to dive back in to verses 21 through 24 as we seek to, to understand God's word together in a deeper fashion. Thank you once again for joining us. So take your copy of God's word, turn to chapter one of Galatians. We're going to be in verses 21 through 24. Just to give a recap Paul is writing to the church in Galatia, and he gets very direct in a lot of his letters in the New Testament. He may have an encouraging uh, portion as he begins a letter or a prayer as he begins a letter, but here he really hits the issue head on as he uh, directly speaks to the heresy and the false teaching that the church in Galatia is facing. And Paul wants to turn them away from that. And he wants them to hold on to the true gospel that he brought to them. Uh, there was no need for them to add a layer onto the gospel or multiple layers onto the gospel that he brought to them. He is calling them to turn away from that false teaching and hold on to the true gospel. And as he wraps up Galatians chapter 1, we see that he defends his apostleship here in a very specific manner. And he closes this out. And he gives outside proof of who he is, that God is being glorified in his mission work as an apostle. And what happens here is that Paul shows that many see him moving from persecutor to preacher. And that shows us just how powerful, just how powerful our God is, that he is transformative in his power and his presence. And if that takes place in the life of Paul, it can take place in our life as well. So let's begin reading verses 21 through 24 in Galatians chapter 1. And this is what's written. Afterward, I went to the regions of Syria and Cilicia. I remained personally unknown to the Judean churches that are in Christ. They simply kept hearing, He who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. So Paul's writing here and he's defending his apostleship in this last part chapter one uh, previously he had gone to jerusalem now he d directs attention elsewhere to the regions of syria and cilicia he names these specific places that directs his audience to note his apostle work for the gospel he's advancing the gospel as an apostle he's going he's been, he has been sent out and he's going to fulfill a god-given calling upon his life he's going throughout rome and as he specifically notes these regions, he is breaking away from, hey, I've been to Jerusalem, but I've also been to these places in the Roman Empire, in this Roman province, because God has placed this call of being an apostle on my life. And he is proving his apostleship, defending his apostleship in his, with his actions. And this gives us a key application for us as the church today. And this key, key application for you as the disciple, for me as a disciple, for the local church in present day, it's very simply, go where God leads. 
Go where God leads. Wherever God is leading you, follow. That's what we see in the life of Paul. Paul was brought out of being the persecutor to be made the preacher with the transformational power of the true gospel. And he's taking that true gospel and going where God leads him and where God calls him. And that still applies to us today. Go where God leads. Live sent. As my friend Jason Dukes would say, live sent. Live sent out for the glory of Jesus, for the name of Jesus. Your life is a letter that is written by Jesus to be sent out to others. You know, our Sunday worship gatherings are great, but that's not a period. When we leave Sunday morning and we walk out the doors, that's not a period. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to live sent and go where God leads. And that's what we see in the life of Paul here in this very first verse. As we move to verse 22, he notes that these churches, these regions, they don't know him personally. That's what he says in verse 22. He says, I remain personally unknown. These churches that are in Christ in this region, they didn't know Paul personally. They would have been ignorant of what he looked like. They had only heard of him. They didn't, they didn't know his physical appearance. But these are churches that are in Christ. Paul, Paul is making that distinction here. You see, the false teachers, they were coming from traditional Judaism and adding these Jewish traditions and layers upon the gospel. And so he's making a distinction here from the Jew, purely Jewish synagogues to note that in Judea, these churches are in Christ. And here in this verse, he uses the Greek term, the original language term for the church in, in, in plural. And it's also coming under the banner of the one true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so in this verse, as Paul is defending his apostleship, and he's speaking to how these churches that are in Christ they don't personally know him, but they're hearing of his work and approving of it. He's showing a high view of the church. That's what Paul shows us here. He shows us that these local expressions of the body of Christ come under the banner of the one true church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's Paul's view of the church. And this begs us to ask the question, what is my view of the church? What is my view of the church? Is, is my view of the church a kingdom mindset? That, that being part of the church is, is building the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven and in advancing the gospel and how my story and my life is grafted into that? Or is my view of the church more consumeristic and Western in thinking that the church is supposed to meet whatever need I may have? See, there's a, there's a difference there. A consumer mentality will stifle a church, but a bigger gospel-centric view of the church, just like the Apostle Paul had, will move the church in building the kingdom. And that's what Paul was about. Paul was about that view of the church. And he says they didn't personally know him, but they had heard in verse 23 that he was persecuting, but now he preaches. It's obvious these Judean churches, they didn't learn the gospel from Paul. Paul was not the one that brought them the gospel in that province in Rome. He was not that one. But they heard what happened with Paul, and they heard that he has gone from persecutor to preacher. And here's the key in this passage that we look at tonight. 
the key is, as Paul defends his apostleship, is that these Judean churches, they recognized his teaching of the true gospel. And so as Paul is defending his apostleship and his calling as an apostle and in showing that he is going where God leads and he's living out this mission calling on his life, these churches, these local expressions of the, of the body of Christ, they're acknowledging who Paul is and they're giving credibility to him because he's preaching the gospel. You see, these believers in these local churches, they gave Paul status and recognition in the gospel as an apostle. And Paul is presenting this to defend his apostleship against those false teachers that were infiltrating within the local body in Galatia. Paul notes this transformation that has taken place and that people have heard of, and it's lending credibility to his apostleship. But it's all about the glory of God. It's not about Paul. It's about God's glory. That, and that's where we wrap up in verse 24. And they glorified God because they didn't know me. They never seen me. I've never visited them, but they heard what I was doing and they glorified God because of me. There's a key application. Paul is, Paul is cementing his apostleship here because these churches, they gave glory to God, but there's a key application for us. The glory of God is centric to the church. The glory of God is centric to the church. I and my needs are not centric to the church. The glory of God is centric to the church. So as gospel advancement takes place throughout the church, that brings glory to God. As mission, living on mission is done among disciples and, and discipleship in life takes place one-on-one, -on -one, then that brings glory to God. When, when, when people are praying together and for the mission of God and praying for each other, God is glorified in that. The church, the glory of God is centric to the church. And that's what we need to hold on to and what we need to remember as we study God's word together, that the church matters, that the glory of God is centric to the church. As we wrap up tonight, as we finish, I wanna leave you with a couple of key takeaways that I hope will be an encouragement to you but maybe even challenge you as you consider your faith in the new year. The first one is what we said earlier, go where God is leading. If you are a believer in Christ, God is leading you to do something. Now, I don't know what that is, but I'm sure that God is leading you to do something that lines up with his word. So go where God is leading. Step out by faith, trusting in him. He is powerful enough to take Paul from being persecutor to preacher. He's powerful enough to provide for you and give you the courage needed to go where he's leading. So go where God leads. Whatever that looks like for you in your faith journey, go where God leads. Second, engage in the church for God's glory. Don't just come to church or watch church. Engage in the church for God's glory. How can you serve in the church? Is there a leadership role God has shown you that you need to take within the church? How can you give yourself more to the church for the glory of God? Engage in the church for God's glory because God's glory is centric to the church. And finally, God's power is transformative. God's power is transformative. Friend, we learn from scripture that he has not changed, he will not change. And the same God that transformed the life of Paul from persecutor to preacher is the same God that can transform your life and my life 
and speak into it with his presence by the Holy Spirit that can make all the difference in 2021. So friend, follow where he's leading, engage in his church, and recognize the power of the living God. And when we do these things in our life, and when we do them together as we share life as the local church, God will be glorified and he will do immeasurably more than we ever thought of. I hope this encourages you. We hope to see you this coming Sunday on campus or online here at First Baptist Church in Enola. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for everyone tuning in today. And I pray they'll go where you lead. I pray that they will engage in your church. And I pray your transformative power will impact their lives in this new year. Lord, we're trusting in you. We're calling upon you. And we believe in the name of Jesus that you'll do it. We ask this in his holy name. Amen.